Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, going out, riding out each morning, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message. That is, that Christ died for sinners. That's old-fashioned. That man is a sinner by nature. That's old-fashioned. That Christ uh, shed his blood on Calvary's cross. That's old-fashioned. Oh, we have all this modernism that we find in the world today. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sick of it. I just don't like modernism. Do you? I'd rather go back to the old past. I, I remember just a little of our old stoop-shouldered, gray-haired pastors back there when I was a child. I saw a little bit of that. I'd love to go back to those days where the churches were uh, filled with uh, hard-working, honest folks who knew the Lord, wanted to know the Lord, and there was none of this, uh, all of this uh, high-powered stuff, all the television cameras and the screens on the back of the pulpit and all that stuff. No, I know there wasn't air conditioned. I know, I know it's all uh, that. Those things are all well and good, but I just like the old-fashioned way. I'm just an old-fashioned country boy myself. I was raised out there in the country. That's right. They used to say we we're so green the geese followed us around. That's right. But listen, folks, I'm bringing you the message. It's an old-fashioned message now because folks won't have it. That's right. We're bringing you a series of messages now on God, Satan, the God of this world. And we're looking in our present study now about the doctrines of devil, doctrines of demons. And in our last study, we gave you our website for our uh, Internet, let me give it to you again. I know it's sometimes you don't have a pencil there, but it's www.radiomissions.org. On that site, we have listed many, many things. We have a missionary statement, so to speak, of what we believe here at Radio Missions, but the old Trailblazer broadcast. And we have uh, the catalog listed from the Radio Bible and Bookstore and the Voice of Truth, how you can subscribe to that. Also, we have... Uh, uh, all of these titles listed that we have here on the old trailblazer and other messages. So if you don't mind, look us up there and visit our website. In our last study, we were speaking about the doctrines of demons, doctrines of devils, and we'd come along to see uh, what are some of those doctrines. Well, they believe Satan puts out the error that you must be baptized to be saved. That's one of the doctrines of demons. Another is that you have to keep the Sabbath. And then we were looking... In our last study, we began there uh, looking at that another false doctrine that Satan has influenced and led folks astray with, putting the emphasis on church membership. Now, that's one of the greatest trump cards that Satan has ever p promoted, that he's ever pulled out of his box of tricks, is to make you believe that joining some church, it doesn't matter what kind of church it is, just so it's a church. We have all kind of churches in this world today. I wish I knew how many different denominations we have. And then you have splinter groups from every one of those denominations. And those poor folks believe that because they belong to that individual church, they're saved. And, and then Satan will tell them. Satan will convince you through some emissary of his that you must belong to that church. This is strictly the doctrine of devils, making church membership equivalent to salvation instead of blood redemption in Christ. Nowhere in God's word does it say that you must belong to some church to be saved. No, it doesn't. You, I'll, I'll, I'll stake my eternal destiny on it, my friend. No, there were no churches in Christ's day. There was no churches in Moses' day. There was no churches in Paul's day. Do you know what the early Christians were called? They were called Christians. Those who followed Christ because they were like Christ. Now, all of these denominations are man-made. That's right. 
named after some man, that's right, or portraying some man's uh, philosophy, that's right. No, this is strictly the doctrine of devils when they make church membership the same as blood redemption. How many of these do not particularly, flatly, and openly deny blood redemption? They do. They, they, that's right. They do that. They will tell you that Christ died for your sins, but you have to be baptized. He'll tell you, they'll tell you that you, Christ died for your sin, but you must keep the Sabbath or join my church before you say it. Now, my friend, one of the saddest things in, in my life is to see these folks who are uh, demon-possessed. Oh, they're clean, moral, high characters. It's not like they're some kind of skulldudgery or no. We had a man live near us when I was a child who belonged to one of these organizations where they believed that the Saturday was a Sabbath and they were great, hardworking, kind, gentle people, gracious neighbors, but they would not do any work on Saturday. Well, they farmed and we farmed and this man would come over to our house, to my dad, and borrow our mule on Sunday, but he wouldn't let us use his mule on Saturday. And I told my dad one day, I said, well, you know, that's not fair. Our, our mule don't ever get a day's work, a, a rest. He, we don't ever let him rest. We work him on Saturday, and they work him on Sunday, and I didn't like it. I thought our mule was being unfairly treated because this man would not work on Saturday. He let his mule rest. He wouldn't let us use his mule. But in the next morning, he'd be over there in bright and early wanting to borrow our mule. Now, that's absurd, isn't it? That's the kind of a, a off, off, off the course that we're on today, but that's absurd. That's just about it how absurd it, is, absurd it is to say that you must keep Saturday as a Sabbath to be saved. Now, my friend, I know that I'm cutting across some grain here, but that's God's Word. Another, another thing, they'll say that you must have a peculiar experience or a particular experience, certain type of religious manifestation before you're saved. That's right. Multitudes today are being led astray because many preachers are putting the emphasis on divine healing instead of blood redemption in Christ. That's right. They put the emphasis on divine healing. When the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is one thing and one thing only, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures, when that's ignored or taken for granted or is given a secondary place by the emphasis being put on something else, no sinner will ever get saved. No sinner ever gets saved under that type of preaching. Oh, you may have a good feeling. You may have all of that, those manifestations of demons, manifestations of Satan. I've been there, my friend. I've been in those meetings. I, I hear that some of those preachers over the radio, they never mention blood redemption. All they speak of is power, power, power. Command God that this do that and command God to do that. Well, my friend, you don't command God to do anything. You better fall at his feet, begging for mercy, asking him to forgive you for even thinking about commanding the Lord to do anything, commanding the Holy Spirit to cast out a devil. You better, you better get straight, my friend. Listen, listen. All of that may be wonderful in this place, but listen, but listen, but there's no salvation there. According to the fourth chapter of Genesis, Cain's altar, listen, Cain's altar was laid out with all manner of fruits, beautiful and lovely, just like all of these churches. But Cain went to hell. Did you know Cain went to hell? He brought a bunch of turnip greens and mustard and collard and cabbage, laid them all out there on the altar, his first fruit. 
That's right. He dressed it up there and made a beautiful altar. But there was no blood there. Did you ever think about that, my friend? There's no blood there. Is there is, is any blood been applied to your heart? Do you know what the blood is? Do you know what the blood means? There's no salvation apart from the blood. You say, well, I don't want to hear about that bloody, bloody religion. Well, my friend, you'll never be saved if you don't plead the blood. If you never bring the blood in the basin, you'll never be saved. When Moses called the children of Israel to come out of uh, the land of Goshen that night, what happened? They had to sprinkle the blood. They had to kill that fatted calf, fill that lamb, and, and kill a lamb and catch the blood and sprinkle the, sprinkle the blood. I was thinking about the other day on a study I was looking at. Did you know we have no record of any home in the land of Goshen that did not sprinkle the blood? And I said, Lord, why can't that be here at, the, at Radio Missions? Why can't every home uh, be covered under the blood? Why can't we plead the blood every home instead of pleading salvation by baptism, salvation by speaking in tongues, salvation by belonging to some church? We have folks here who think because they belong to this church that they're going to heaven. We have that in every church there is. That's right, my friend. We think because, oh, Dr. So-and-so uh, baptized me, I'm saved. No, that don't, that don't mean a snap of your fingers, my friend. You leave out the blood. You leave out the blood. You can have all the charismatic uh, actions you want, my friend. You can have all the baptizing you want. You can have all the divine healing that you want, my friend. And those things, they're pleasant to the eye, pleasant to the ear, and all of that. You can keep the law. You can do like this man I was saying about. You can work somebody's mule on Sunday and let yours rest on Saturday. That won't get you to heaven. That, won't, that doesn't have anything to do with salvation, my friend. I never heard that man. He was religious to the core. Going on now. I don't know if he ever got saved or not. But he went on. The Lord called him. God took him out of this world. But listen, he was one of the most gracious friends we ever had. But I never heard him. I was a young teenager. I never heard him. He didn't call us off, my brother and myself and his two boys. He didn't call us off and sit down on a log one day and tell us how the Lord saved him. No, he spoke about keeping the Sabbath. He spoke about how that the Sabbath was the Lord's day and all of those things. But I never got any impression that he knew the, anything about blood redemption, and I was uh, well acquainted with him. But listen, folks, where is, what's, what's, what's your condition this morning? Are you, are you under the blood? Oh, we sang that little song here in our choir, under the blood of Jesus, safe, safe, safe under the sheltering fold. That's right. I wish I had the words to it. I'd write, I'd read them all for you. You write me and I'll send you a copy of them under the blood of Jesus. That's right. Safe, safe, my friend, in the shepherd's fold. Oh, did you know the shepherd uh, watches over his sheep? That's what the Lord does. You remember the story of the, of the, of the man that lost his <clears throat> one sheep? He had 99 in the sheepfold, and he went out after that one. That was me one day. Did you know where that, where that shepherd found that sheep there in that story? Found him where he was blatant. You know what a sheep does when he gets hungry and gets tired and gets lost? Goes to blatant, crying out. And that old sheep was out there in the storm, and he was caught in the thicket or in the bushes like we are caught in the bushes of sin. And that's where the Lord found old trailblazer one day, wrapped up in sin. But the Lord put out a call for him. He began to call, sinner, come home. Sinner, come home. And I couldn't come. All I could do was cry. All I could do was mourn and over my sin. I had seen my sin, just like that little old sheep did. And the Lord went out there. He locked the door on the sheepfold. 
shut the door and latched it, got his old hand lantern and went out there looking. And you know where he found him? He found him when he was blatant. He said, Blade, Blade, Blade. That's where a sheep goes. But listen, the sinner's crying, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy upon me. And you know what he did? He found that little old sheep caught out there in the bushes. You think he took a bull whip and whipped him back to the stable? No. No, he didn't do that. He didn't go there and catch him by the lap of the neck and give him a good slapping in the face and say, you nasty sheep, you ought to have been with the rest of them. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that to the old prodigal son. When he came home, his father said, get the best robe, kill the fatted calf, put some shoes on his feet, put a ring on his finger. And that's what the old, old shepherd did there. He picked that little old sheep up and put it on his shoulder and walked all the way back home. And then when he got home, he called his neighbors across the fence and he said to my sheep, my sheep who was lost is found, and I found him, and I brought him home. Come on, rejoice with me. And that's what the angels do when one comes to the Lord. My friend, now, that's not under, that's not demon stuff. No, that's, that's, that's what the Lord does. That's the Lord. He brings the blood, my friend. Every individual who is ever saved must plead the blood. He will plead the blood because that's where our salvation is. He said that uh, though your sins be as scarlet, They'll be white as snow. Why? Because they'll be washed in the blood. Oh, my friend, are you washed in the blood this morning? And the old trailblazer asked you that question. Are you washed in the blood? Have you been, have you been cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ from all that's polluted your sin, my friend? We're born sinners. We come into this world sinners, polluted in our own blood. This is the old trailblazer uh, broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. I wish you'd write me and let me hear from you. Tell me if you're enjoying these messages. Messages and, and uh, help me with the broadcast if you would. Send us a gracious offering to help with the radio time. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. This is Pastor Pendarva saying goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 